There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everybody, Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 5 of Season 1 of Krypton. Oh my god, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And obviously we're going to go through ratings because Steve has that because Nielsen's been, you know, getting that to us. But I want to say, I'm skipping all the way to the end, just what <laughs> they said at the very end. It's like, what? My jaw hit yeah. the floor. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was not thinking in that line We either. were totally I, wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming you've watched because why else are you listening to us before you watch? Because that's just crazy. You're going to spoil it for yourself. Yeah. But I'm thinking, from the tweets that I was able to read, everybody was thinking the same thing, or along the same lines as we were last week. Right. And then this week, it's like, oh, you thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Krypton Writers, I am totally taking my hat off to you, because that was nothing along the lines I was expecting. Right. Even it... the way the show was going, I was thinking it was it was going to do something else. Right. So. And yeah, I think they're they're rewriting. They're on the path of rewriting some history, and I'm excited to see what they actually say happens now. Yes, this this is something totally totally different than we were thinking, and like I said, totally different than I think we were both on the same wavelength throughout the show, thinking we're oh maybe it's going this way, right? Which we'll talk about in a minute. So before we go any further. Other than the, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. Hit us with the ratings, Steve. Steve. All right. Episode 5 had a 0.22 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.725 million viewers, making it the 36th rated cable show for the day. We also got live plus 7-day ratings for episode 2. It tied for 12th in adults 18 to 49 total gain going from 0.3 to 0.7 for an increase of 0.4 which made it tied for 11th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain going from 0.3 to 0.7 for an increase of 133 percent. Nice. It was third in viewers total gain going from 0.956 to 2.251 million viewers for an increase of 1.295 million viewers, making it the third in adults percentage gained, increasing by 135 percent. Holy cow. See, yeah. a lot of people are coming to it. I don't know if it's the time that it's on or what. A lot of people are, like, watching it after, and it's it's jumping a lot. Yes. And I think it's going to jump even more after today's <laughs> little, or this episode's little, you know, sprinkle in there. Let's right. really throw everybody a curveball. Yeah. All right, shall we jump into episode five? Let's do it. House of Zod. Now, if that doesn't sound ominous. <laughs> yeah, very. Jaina grapples 
with her torn loyalties as Seg fights for survival with the within the heart of Black Zero. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> that it, even though that does totally give us the information, you are so underplaying it. Right. Wow. So we had a flashback of what makes a Zod. Yeah. Brutal, brutal training on not just training. It's on like this little skywalk kind of thing, which I don't know. I was getting kind of uh, nervous just watching it. I'm like, they're yes. going to fall and die. Oh, yes. <laughs> but we find out it's a flashback of a very young Jaina Zod and apparently her brother. Is it Vidar? Yeah. I'm like, wasn't quite sure how they pronounced Um Fighting and basically training. It's like, okay, I can get that. And person watching over them is the father, who we have Lorzod, which, you know, that just sounds like it could be Lord. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to put that together. And I'm like, is he going to go evil? He's like Lord Zod or something. But whatever. But he was really kind of ticked because as he's watching the son decides to hold back because he doesn't want to well, I don't know punch his sister in the face right I was okay with that thinking okay you're stopping you've gotten to this point all right he's not but no no oh no he was pissed very because, show no mercy yeah which now we see where that know, came from yeah Jaina <laughs> Comes by it honestly. But it's apparently, if this has been so far back, and we have no idea, we're just going to assume that it even goes back further than this. That, you know, he was raised that way and so on and so on. And now we know why Jaina was like that with Lyda. And how, you know, no mercy, and she will just cut her daughter. Yeah. But mm. to be a Zod is to be honorable, and your courage and loyalty know no bounds. And apparently it's totally cool to punch your sibling in the face, where the rest yeah. of us would probably get in trouble. Right. <laughs> but once that happened, because that was the first thing we see, I'm thinking, oh, maybe we were wrong, and that's not going to be Lyda's father, but it's actually going to be... Jaina's brother. Yes. I'm like, oh, exactly. my uncle. Okay. So this yeah. whole time, the way they kind of played this up, that's where I thought we were going. Yep. So did I. <laughs> Even when it got weirder. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know it could get weirder, but hell, we're on Krypton. Why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we're back in the now. And we get to see the Black Zero Commander, Colin Salmon, and this is the person that we start questioning. It's like, okay, was it Lyda's father? Maybe not. Now, was it her uncle? Possibly. Big question hanging out there. It's like, oh, this is going to be exciting. He is, in fact, a Zod. How is this going to play out? At least, we're assuming he's a Zod, right? Yeah. yeah, There was little doubt in my mind that he was a Zod. It's just... Where where was the relationship at? Where did he Who fall? Who was he related to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all. Oh, my God, all of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Uh, again, how? But, yeah. He's off hunting for Seg because, all right, well, he got out of here somewhere. 
there's a blizzard coming. He's not going to make it. He's bleeding everywhere. We got to find him because he's the key. The key to what? Yeah. This is what we were like, oh, my gosh. What is going on? What does he know? Yeah. And I'm like, he's got to be more than just Black Zero or the guy who knows about Brainiac. And so, like, my gears are turning, going, all right. Well, he wants something. But what does he want? What does he know? And it's like, oh, it starts stressing me out. Yeah. And they're tracking Seg's blood, which, thankfully, Seg is smart enough to finally, like, tie off the blood. I didn't think he got cut that bad, though. It didn't seem like that last episode. No, it didn't, but it must have been a lot worse than what it looked like. Yeah. Apparently that knife's a lot sharper. Yeah. <laughs> well, he manages to elude them because he finds his way back to the compound, which was really smart because, well, if he's back there, maybe he can try to hurry up and bandage up because he heard them saying, we need to find him before the blizzard comes in. All right, good. I'm going to go back. You guys keep looking. Let's see what I can do. Yeah. Well, as he gets back into this little interrogation room, which I'm sure is bringing back just loads of great memories, because this happened yes. an hour ago. <laughs> um, we see weird things. But then again, everything on Krypton is going to be kind of weird to us, right? Yes. Well, there's a communication device. Is it going to work? Eh, the battery's probably dead, because why would we make it easy? Yeah. Well, he, he's still looking for something. And all of this... Pl- these rooms that look exactly like to me. Good luck figuring out where you are. Yeah. But hey, he happens to find another prisoner who is tied up to, I don't know, a boiler? Something. Could have been. Yeah, it looked like just a big rock to me, but. <laughs> I don't know. Again, everything's weird there. But he's like, oh my gosh, I will help you. I have to get you out of here. So it's great because he cuts her loose and she's going to help him too, right? You would think. Well, you would think one for, you know, kind of a tit for tat, but eh, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where I got confused because when we do see them later, are they in the same place? That's what I couldn't understand. Or did they go out and then into another, like, mine sanctuary something? That's where I was getting confused. I'm like... Right. It, apparently, this place where they had Seg captured originally is very, very big. Because it sure looked different every time we went into it. <laughs> I was just thinking it was like, you know, different rooms, but it kind of looked the same. Right. But then, yeah, it got confusing. Wasn't sure what happened here, which we'll talk about. Right. In a because we get to go and and talk to Lyda a bit, shall we? Go to Fort Roz. Yes. Oh my gosh. How did you feel about this before we jump into that moment? Uh, that was uh, unexpected. Yes. And um, <laughs> well, I don't. Maybe not so unexpected, because if you really believe that Seg and Lyda are done because of what Jaina did to his parents, 
then it makes a little bit of sense. But then when we see Lida and Seg together again, it's right back to where it was. So this made no sense. Right. <laughs> Unless it's, you know, just she's dying today, so might as well. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> because she gets a visitor, her betrothed, which we don't know if he's going to stand by her or not. I mean, maybe he's going to save his own skin, right? But apparently... Right. Dev M decides to profess his love. I say that with yeah. a big question mark because it, it was a really weird confession of love. Yeah, <laughs> it was very awkward to say the least. <laughs> it's like he he wants to show emotion, but he doesn't quite know how. Right. Absolutely. Felt very much like. Data from Star Trek. (laughs) I knew from the first time I seen you that I loved you. It's like, okay, your voice never even changed. Right. There was no, like, different inflection. It was just like, I'm just stating a fact. You wore blue, and I love you. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) It was just the weirdest, yeah. That I, that I'd seen. Obviously, Confession of love that anybody's ever heard. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't alone here, though, too, because reading Twitter, people are like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I guess he just said he loved her. And, and they just kind of sat there like, oh, okay, let this sink in for a minute. All right, good. And it's like, oh, well, all of a sudden, Lida's like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> But she kisses him and says she has the same feelings, which I'm like, do you, though? Yeah. Or, like you said, was it, oh, I'm going to die. I might as well, you know, make him feel better and say, yeah, I love you, too. Kind of, without saying it. Right. Who knows? Yeah, it it was definitely an odd scene all the way around. (laughs) I mean, unless because of the way everything happens, like, you don't get to choose. There's really, other than what her and Seg had, there's almost no actual feelings involved. Right, yeah. You're So you're saying you love somebody, but you, you know, don't really know what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why it was so awkward for Dev M to say it and for Lida to do it. Yeah, it, even the kiss felt off. Yeah. Like, okay. And we know on-screen kisses can be weird. So it's almost like somebody having their first on-screen kiss and it just being awkward is is just how it kind of played out between them because I'm assuming it's probably the first kiss that they've shared. Oh, absolutely it is. Like, how long have you been betrothed? Do you think that at least at some point, I don't know, there would have been some kind of physical contact? Well, holding a not hand. If she was know. not interested in him at all. And how long has she been seeing Seg? I mean, it wasn't like they were all intimate with each other. I, you, up until this point. He's kind of tried to be there, be her support system, but that's really about it. And 
she's never really expressed any true feelings for him. That's true. So it's just kind of like. Maybe the okay. most intimate has been when they're fighting and they're like you yeah. know, grappling at that point. Right. That's awkward if you do like somebody. Well, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so Kim and Strange are worried about Seg and still have no idea where he's at. I was a little upset that Kim wasn't more concerned, though. Right. He's like, oh, he'll show up. No big deal. And well, am I just supposed to sit around and twiddle my thumbs? <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's what you want to do, be my guest. <laughs> that was funny because we really see the difference that they're trying to show in, in language. Right. Even though Kem and Seg did do like a fist bump and they just didn't want to do it with Strange. But when he happens to say, you know, stick me his thumb up his butt and he's like, uh... If that's what you Earth people do, yeah. dude, no. How about it? No, that's not what we do. <coughs> we do have Seg with that freed prisoner, and this is where I was talking. Like, I wasn't sure if it was the same kind of compound, because we find out her name's Rika, and she's just like, go straight, go straight, go left. And he's like, it all looks the same. Yeah. That's why I wasn't sure if they like got out and went back into a different place or if it is somehow all connected out there, which seems like it'd be weird if it was all connected. Right. Because, you know, left, right, straight, they're going through all these different ones and there's a massive door suddenly. And it has a sigil on it, which was a combination of House L and House Zod. Yeah. Which I was like, oh my god, is it somehow these people see the future? What is this? Right. Because some yes, of these people exactly. come from everywhere. Yeah. And that's, again, why I'm like, is this all the same compound? Right. How do you have all these people living there and, you know, suddenly Black Zero doesn't know these people are there? Although they were very quiet. Because they yes. snuck up on Snuck up. <laughs> but then again, Seg was a little preoccupied with both Rika. And seeing this sigil. Yeah. And I can see him being completely taken by surprise. He's hearing her and trying to help her. And seeing that, was like, what the hell is going on? I don't understand. Right. So I can see being and taken by surprise. I was thinking, surprise. okay, what's behind the... the door number one? Door. <laughs> I'm thinking superpowers. I know. I was like, is this going to be something weird? Like, this is how he can suddenly fly. I, cause I don't remember all the Superman lore. If it was right. because of, only I, because of our son that he was able to fly, or if they were able to fly on Krypton. Yeah. I don't ever recall seeing it. Now, that doesn't mean it wasn't possible because, but, the way Krypton and Kandor City is built, there's really no reason for them to fly. Right. That's why I was like, oh, what is it? Is it going to be something weird and, and awesome and scary? What is it? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, we don't get the information in this episode. No. Shake my fist angrily. But they gave us a lot. Yes, they did. But Rika's friends who happened to sneak up, they're speaking a different language. 
So it's like, okay, who are these people? Right. Or is it because we know that there's other, like, cities and camps, city-states, I'm assuming, do they all speak different languages? Right. So That's a very strong possibility. Oh, so interesting, so interesting, and head-scratcher indeed. So let's talk about a different head-scratcher, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some daddy issues with Miss Vex <laughs> and her father, Daron, as they argue about her plan to help Lida from being executed and the strategy of bringing her mom, Jaina, onto their side to try and overthrow the voice. And you go, well, somebody get your story straight. Right. Well, after what we've seen at the end of last episode, you're going to need everybody on your side because of what's going on with the voice of Rao anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And this is counting on a mother's love for a child to see this plan through. And this is where all those flashbacks are coming through, how House of Zod and their honor, and it knows no bounds. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're... Odds are not looking good right now, Nissa. No. And of course, Daron insinuates that it's Nissa that's conflicted because of feelings for SAG, and that's might cause their plan to backfire if Jaina goes to the high priests instead. You go, ooh, this could get good real quick. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know, because Nyssa, I think, has a total long con that she's playing. Oh, yeah. When she knows that people will fall in line behind House L. That's why I'm like, even if Jaina went, it just Nyssa has to say just a couple things about House L, and then I think they'd have all of the ranklets on their side. Right. So, yeah. I don't know, Sagittarius would be outnumbered if Jaina did that, but I'm still thinking that Nissa's in the right, or at least on the right path, that no matter what, Jaina will still want her only daughter to survive. Right. Yeah, you would think, but after the flashbacks, it was not looking good. Yeah, especially we have another flashback we're going to yeah. be talking about that was even... That one started to make me question, like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal, yes. <laughs> but we find out that there's people out there, I'm assuming kind of rankless, because they're hiding out from Candor City. Well, are they hiding out from Candor, or do they prefer to live in the caves? That's true. Or, as we kind of find out, are they actually hiding out from House L? Very true. We have the whole group of Rikas people that we do get introduced to a person who I'm going to say is their leader. I'm assuming right. is the leader. It could be a spiritual leader, political. We don't really know. Her name's Amare? I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, that's what I would have All called right. her. Okay. And she, she has weird headgear. Yes, yeah, she does. 
I don't, it looked like a shell or something. I'm like, what is on her? Yeah, neck? it did. It looked like a, a seashell. He sure did. Like a giant hermit crab. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she declares that the the refugees, which is basically what everybody there, they're alive right. due to the blessings of, and you're gonna have to help me with this, Synthona. Yeah. The mother of Krypton. And suddenly Sega's like, wait a second. That's the Kryptonian deity of ice and death. It's like, I thought Voice of Rao kind of wiped all that out. Well, he did in Kandor. Right. But these people are like, uh, I don't think so. We yeah, still believe. No, we don't believe that, that hypocrisy, so we're going to continue our religion the way it is. Which I, I was like, okay, I get that because you had somebody kind of wipe it out, try to wipe out everything that you knew. Right. So again, did these people run from the voice of Rao, or like you said, did they choose to live out there? Are they hiding out from House L? Because in recognition for saving Rika, which basically Seg had to be like, hey, I, I helped your girl here. Maybe <laughs> help me out. So the leader's like, okay, we'll heal your wounds. And they keep talking in that other language that Seg's like, I don't know what you're saying. Right. And the leader was kind of like, uh, shut the hell up. We're going to do this my way. Yeah. I'm like, huh, what's going on? Um, yeah. Especially when he says, like, his name. And, like, all of a sudden they hear L, and they were freaking out. Yes. And that's why I'm like, uh oh, what's going on? What, what did his great great granddad do or, you know, whatever? And this is where I start thinking, oh my god, are they really going to turn the whole Superman legend on its head? Right. And I was starting to freak out. <laughs> yeah. But then they cut away from them and we go back to Sauron. Oh gee, and talk about freak out. Oh, man, I was not expecting this. No, that was the last thing I expected to see, was he paying a visit to Kalda and immediately planting a kiss on her, and you go, what? I know, I was like, I think I did that Scooby-Doo head shake, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you go, uh... Like him young there, Daron? <laughs> like, is she even older than your daughter? Okay, creepy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And, yeah, and then she just blurts out, you know, I said exactly what you told me to. I lied like you said. It's like, what? I mean, we knew she was lying. Right. And that's why I remember asking you when she looked at him when she got arrested, do you think that she was like a pawn? And this is something that even Nissa didn't know. Right. We well, did, did she not know it? I don't think so, because of what she says later. Okay. I'd be surprised if she didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if there was a conjugal visit that happened all of a sudden, or... It know. sure kind of looked that way, didn't it? Like, oh my, Okay. <laughs> But they're almost there. It's just a procedural delay. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. 
Never Ooh. trust them. No. Your butt's in jail. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, Kaldal was was not too wise to uh, pony up to the Vex house. No. <laughs> oh, and then we get this is the flashback that I was talking about that really started to make me question. Like, I was so sure Jaina was going to be like, yes, my daughter, I will do what I have to to save her. But then we get this flashback. Yeah. When her and her brother are given their final trial. They have to go out to the Jewel Mountains. Was it the, in the footsteps of the great Zods from history to find the Sword of Jormon, the fiercest of all Kryptonian warriors. And you will find what you need at the base. It's like, oh, okay. Giant quest, right? Right. They're off in basically the Badlands, snow and everything. And they're out there without any face covers. Which we right. did see those people who were, like, out there scavenging doing that. But they get to the sword, which it was literally a giant sword. Yes. <laughs> which makes me wonder, like, did they used to not have this bad of, like, ice storms out there? Were they spread out before and this is, like, giant, you know, monuments that were out there? Because it's kind of weird that they're just like, we're going to go out in the snow and build this. Right. So I don't know if they're ever going to talk about that. I'm guessing probably not, because that would be even going further back. Right. But <laughs> there's an oxygen respirator. And Jaina and her brother apparently had a really tough time getting there. Yeah, they just barely had enough oxygen to get there. And when they see the one, Jaina's like, we can share it, we can get back. And was it? Vidara that says this is the final test? Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'll make it quick. It's like, what? <laughs> because then he attacks Jaina. And I, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And, well, Jaina, we had already seen that she was kind of badass before. And she, like, yeah. breaks his leg and he's like, no, don't leave me, I'm scared. You just tried to kill her. Right. <laughs> But now, what do you think she's going right. to do? But now you're like, no, no, don't leave me. You just said this was the test. So you were going to kill her. Right. But you're totally cool if she ends up saving you. What? Right. Yeah. She was willing to share the respirator to get back. And I, I don't know. Like, I had that happen, and I was just sitting there with my mouth open. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm so confused. But this is why, you know, because she leaves him and he's yelling and she has a respirator and she gets back home. This is why I was thinking, okay, maybe this is, in fact, Lyda's uncle that we've seen that was the Black Zero person. Right. Like maybe he survived somehow and somebody out there found him and took him in. <laughs> you know, very Game of Thrones is. Who, who knows? Right. He didn't become a, you know, a, a walking zombie white. So who knows? <laughs> But she goes back, and she, she sees her father, and she's upset. And, you know, she's like, Vidar. And he just kind of stops her. Yeah. He's like, we don't talk about him. He was weak. It's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they were probably early teens. Oh, absolutely. Maybe 12, 13. It's like, yeah. damn. You're just like, ah, whatever. He's dead. Yeah. You're the one that succeeded. And it's like. 
How can any parent of two children do this to their children? Yeah. It, it was one of those things that I'm just, I, I still have that look on my face like the what, what the, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, the house of Zod has definitely got some issues. I think I had put something up, too, about, wow, talk about having to have, like, ice water in your veins. And they're like, House of Zod has steel running through their veins. I'm like, wow, okay, Krypton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got something because that was cold. Yeah. But Gina's father gives her a necklace. It's like an indestructible necklace that represents the Zod family. And this is your arrival as the protector of Krypton. You are the sword. You are the tip. You are everything that they need. You are Zod and you kneel to no one. And like, and that line too, I thought was going to come back and bite us in the ass. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh. It still may. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It still may. Honestly. Now that we got a couple, three of them to deal yeah, with. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, what's going to happen? And I'm, I'm just still sitting there like, I don't know what just happened. I'm so confused. Yeah. Because after that, you see Jaina, who, you know, is thinking about it. And she, suddenly Nissa is like, uh, yeah, we need to talk. We just need the word that you will align yourself with House of X and we can save Lita. Yeah. And I'm just, like, picturing that she's constantly thinking House Zod kneels to no one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not good. No. And I, I didn't know where they were going to go with this. I mean, how did you feel about that little back and forth? Because it was kind of quick. Right. Well, yeah, it it definitely you go back and you think about what her father said to her and you feel like, and Jane has kind of carried that with her because she has basically treated her daughter very similar to what she was treated. Mm -hmm. Thank God she didn't have two children. Oh God. So it's, I had a feeling that she was not going to give in. At all. Honor was going to rule her decision, and it, if it meant costing her daughter, then so be it. That's scary. That it, yeah. That's possible that that would happen. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I'm glad. Like, I didn't even think. I'm glad she didn't have two kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what if that's why she didn't have two kids? I bet it is. It almost has to be. Yeah, you don't want to have to go through that. That would be rough. No. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Why didn't you take us back to Rika, Shelley? <laughs> all right. Well, after getting all patched up, Seg realizes he might not ever get out of this uh, mess that he's in. As Rika explains that his family has done something awful to their society in the past, and that is the reason he'll never escape. You go, say what? Yeah, I think, like, what? what? I totally tweeted that. Yeah. I'm like, say again? 
and she won't give up any details, but kind of sounds like, yeah, it might have been pretty bad. What happened? Yeah. So, of course, Seg bluffs that his entire extended L family is on their way to find him, and when they do, their wrath will descend again. That was interesting, too, because all this time I've been saying he's got a horrible poker face. Right. He actually was able to bluff this one. All my uncles, my brothers, like, dude, there is nobody left but you. That's exactly right. Good one, though. Yeah. And so, believing that she is saving her people, she gives Seg a respirator and clues to an escape route back out into the blizzard. Yeah, he's like, just give me a respirator. That's all I need. And then yeah. he's out there. I should ask for more than just a respirator. Yeah, just a little. I love that. Like he's, a map. I love that he said that because that was just cracking me up because I'm like, uh, is that not everybody who's like, damn, I should have done blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. That's just funny. I couldn't help it. <laughs> so. We arrive in the courtroom at Fort Ross, where everyone is assembled for the execution of Lita. We see Jaina, Nissa, Daron, the high priest, and the Word of Rouse acolytes, guild members, pol politicians, tribunals, and one ominous executioner who marches into the room carrying a badass Ew. blade. Awesome. Yes. And interesting, because it's like, oh, is, is Lida going to say something suddenly? And, you know, just to get it out like the family did? Right. Yeah, you ex kind of expected as the executioner was getting closer that she would make her peace. Yeah. And... That didn't happen, and Nissa whispers to Jaina that it's not too late. And, you know, Jaina's kind of tearing up a little bit, but. She was holding it together. Sure looks like, yeah, sure looks like she's holding strong, that she's going to just bear through this, and it's like, wow. Yeah, I was worried. I was like, she's going to let it happen. And especially when, when, uh, Lida did like the, was like, I thought it was a Sagittarius thing, but I guess it's a house dot, like, symbol, like with the R. Right. And she didn't do it back. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Cause then Lita kneels down. And this is where the Zods don't kneel kept coming into play in my head. Right. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? Mean. <laughs> And man, you almost feel like the, the blade is about to come down and, oh, Carl Dahl has recounted her former testimony against Lita and all charges have been dropped against her. Right. Just the tiniest head nod from Jaina. Yeah. And then Nissa in return to Dara. And I'm like, I thought Nissa was going to do some big speech even. Right. And I'm like, oh no, it's. Zaron, okay. I wasn't expecting. And it was, uh, yeah, the 
and it it really felt uh, the way Daron actually read it. It was so off the wall that it was like, oh, we're sorry. Huh? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, no remorse, no. anything in his voice. It was like almost like this happy-go-lucky kind of game show host. <laughs> Just the, the, oh, we're sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know about you. I was like pretty ticked with Daron. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. That. Just the way that yeah he. That was just. It just seemed real weird. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It just did. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, and we've seen you know courtroom scenes where yeah, just before somebody's about to get executed, there's a last minute stay. But this just didn't feel. Like that. No, no. <laughs> the, the intensity was there with Nessa and Jaina and Lyda, but not Daron. Right. I guess he would have been happy either way. I don't know. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense completely to me that he would just say it that way. Right. But he did. Yeah, because I eh. So apparently it's really good because the voice of Rao was not in the room. Yeah. Now, how is he going to handle that? Yeah. We'll find out, because it'll probably be his head next. But, of course, we have this scene where the mother and daughter are reunited, and Lita realizes that it was her mother's intervention that saved her. You go, Mom, what did you do? Yeah, this should be interesting because I don't know if she's going to go into full detail. No. No, I doubt it very seriously because all she says is she's been her greatest love and now her greatest shame. Yeah. That's not what a daughter that just got saved needs to hear. <laughs> you want her to go Jump off a building? Right. It's like, damn, what the hell? Talk about support. There is none right. in the Zod family. There is no support. No, it's weird. You stand on your own or not, I guess. But, things get stranger, kind of. Yeah, yeah. As... People show up at Call Dahl's cell, and she's thinking she's getting let out. Mm, not so much. I want to know, because we don't see who it is. No. They're hooded figures. Yeah. It's like, huh. Because poor Call Dahl, which I don't feel bad for her, though. No. Not, not, not in the least, but... It was another thought because we see, you know, we saw Daron paying her a visit, and it looked like they were a thing. Mm -hmm. So, are the Vexes really that 
cold and uncaring that just to get the deal done with the Zods, he has no issues with his play toy being killed? Uh, Apparently not. I don't know. Do you feel that? Because I kind of felt like when he... Because either him or Nyssa had to set that up. To make sure she wouldn't ever talk. Yeah, I was feeling that way. But I feel like when he came in, because he comes in there and he's, like, raging. I want a full investigation. How did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, and then even when Nyssa comes in, and this is where I was saying that I don't know if Nyssa really knew everything. Because she goes, wow, you even had me fooled. Yeah. But he's like. Doesn't he say something like, well, obviously it had to be done, but I didn't, right. I did not happy with it being done. So I'm thinking he didn't know, but somebody did it to cover their butts. Oh, huh. interesting. So, yeah, this is where, again, big question mark for me. Yeah, that, that definitely opens up some interesting possibilities if it was neither Daron or Nyssa that's had her killed, that's, yeah, that could be a whole nother can of worms. Maybe they'll, hmm. maybe they'll say something. Right. Maybe Dev M was behind it. Oh, I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole different route to go down. Right. Because he, he was there. He's part of, part of her group. So he know, knows what happened. That's true. Or maybe it was just one of the other ones that were there. I mean, we don't know. There's a lot of what-ifs right. here. Yeah, there, yeah. this one is <laughs> a wide-open... Uh, what-if. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back to that one. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, we're back out in the storm, and Seg's oxygen supply is running low. Which is funny, because he's, it's, you know, talking to him, and he's doing the same thing that I'm sure we all do when we have some weird thing happen, and, like, your yeah. phone is, like, blinking, like, battery's almost dead. You're like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's essentially him yelling at the respirator, I know, I don't have any more oxygen. Right. <laughs> And so he, like, pulls it off, and he's about to throw it. And this is when it's like, this is funny, too, because a lot of people were saying this online. He's like, I can MacGyver this shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still have this broken, like, walkie-talkie. Oh, and this thing has a battery. Maybe I can put it together. Yeah. Ta-da! And sure enough, he's... <laughs> Got power in his communicator and reaches Adam Strange. <laughs> yes, and I loved it because you had the, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, even in an advanced society, we don't have great signals. Yeah. But Strange is able to get enough of a lock on his position to mount a rescue. Yay. But, of course, it's colder than... A well diggers, you know what, in uh, winter, and uh, Strange goes directly to Lita with the message, 
and gets her to organize a rescue party of Sagittari to save Sag. Yeah, I love that he's like, do you remember me? And she's like, no. <laughs> I'm the alien. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, okay. Ay, ay, And, and it, with Dev M even volunteering to go with, and she's like, um, this is undercover. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Dev was going to, like, you know, kind of snap. Like, really? After everything I just did? Yeah. You expected him to, but he didn't. He just... Yes, ma'am. Yes, Commander. Yeah. I was surprised. Just a tad. So the squad zooms off to find Seg, and Seg's having a hallucination of Lita, of course, but not so much. It's actually Commander. Well, this was what was funny, and I did tweet this out, because in the message that Strange gives to Lita, he's like... I remember the last time I kissed you. I wish I could kiss you again. And then he's having this, and I'm like, okay, we don't know who's actually the person he's seeing. I'm, like, I'm just like, please don't kiss whoever this is, because this could be really yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah. It could get really weird really fast. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been something else to see. Um, Sag plant a big uh, sloppy <laughs> kiss on the commander. That, that would have, I'd have. I'd have paid money for that one. Right? And like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, of course, Sag's back in his uh, torture lounger once again. So nice and comfy here. Yeah. And he tells Sag that the key to stopping Brainiac lies with Rika, the woman he saved. Nope. What? Like, what does she know? Yeah. They need Seg alive to lead him where their sanctuary is. So is it really Rika that is important, or is it that door that's important? Which just makes me like, hmm, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the cavalry arrives as Lita Strange and her squad show up and take out all the operatives. Well, there wasn't that many. No, there really wasn't. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's just Lita and the commander. And where's the rest of her crew? <laughs> well, I think it but was no. only the three of them, right? Right. So, I mean, eh, what, what is happening? I was really wondering because it's like, are they that good or she just needed a, a group that small, basically? Right. That's, it had to be that. Okay. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't want the word getting out that she was doing this either. Okay. But a great fight scene between her and the commander, because at first she takes a beating, but gets right back up again, like she did with her superior. It's like her superpower. Yes, it is. 
and she gets him to the ground and is about to finish him off when he recognizes the pendant around her neck. And he laughs. Yeah. It's like, dude, what? Yeah. And this is and she the goes, question. Well, how do you know? Yeah, this is the question that we kind of had. Okay, where is this going to go? Right. Yes, this was all right. We're going to get an answer of this is our which fork in the side room. Yes. this guy is. <laughs> and somehow the fork turned into a trident because this went yeah. a whole nother route. Right. Because she he shows him. The one he has, and she goes, where did you get that? You gave it to me. It's like, what? I'm your son. Yeah. Did not see that coming. No, deer in headlights. In a million years. I just got ran over. (laughs) In a million years, I would not have said, okay, yeah, this is where we're going. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I think I... sat there with my mouth open. I'm like, I gotta pause this. Yeah. He's like, what? What is happening? Exactly. It was like, yeah. I remember when um, Ichabod almost got ran over by the 18-wheeler as he's coming out of the forest? That's kind of how I felt. Right? <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, uh. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, so not only do we have strange traveling time and space, now we have somehow light as sun traveling back in time. Yes. And that would explain at least why he knows about Brainiac. But right. Lyda has a son who's an adult. We don't know how long ago. Old adult. Right, we don't know how long ago he came back. Then how long has it taken Brainiac to get there? Or is he from a whole nother timeline? I mean, there's like so many questions that I can throw out there right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and who's his dad? Is like his dad? Is Death his dad? Is it somebody else? Because it's a whole different timeline. And there's just so many things that I'm like, I, I don't know where to start. Right. Yeah, and and that even I did I did it too. Was I was going now? Wait a minute. If Seg is Superman's grandfather, and the commander is Lyda's son, <coughs> that means there's still either this guy lives a really long time to be a nemesis of. Seg's grandson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I was having problems with ages there. Yeah. That's why I'm like, okay, I need a chart. Let me try to figure this out. But yeah, <laughs> it could be anything because we don't know when he's from. Right. So I, I don't know how much of a leap we can take yet. So, eh. Hopefully we'll find out. like the one uh, Val originally took. Right. (laughs) This is rough. So hopefully we'll find out. I mean, so far they haven't been leaving us, like, out there. 
No. They're throwing so much stuff at us, though. This is unbelievable. So, what do you guys think? How did you feel about this? What thoughts do you have on the episode? What theories do you have of what's going on? Is it a whole different timeline? I mean, what is happening? We want to hear from you. Sci-Fi Talk at FangirlZone.com Shoot us a message here, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere you want so we know what's going on. What you guys think, what, you know, obviously you know what we think because we're talking about it right now. Um, so there was a couple people who sent us stuff here and there. It wasn't necessarily on this, but on YouTube, um, we do thank you for comments. And apparently there's a lot of stuff on Reddit for all of our shows are not. Oh, okay. You know, so people are like, we need to go on Reddit and, and talk about our shows too. Which is something that we are looking into. The yeah. next step. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> thank you for commenting though. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and any other podcatchers you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, tell your friends about Krypton. Holy cow. How do you not have people watching this? Cause this is something else. This is yes, like it is. amazing. If you're, and this isn't even necessarily superhero stuff at this point. This is no. just, like, awesome sci-fi, which I'm loving this. And yeah. it's really going to mess with my head with these timelines, like, all over the place. But we hope you're enjoying all of it. So let us know. Check us out on FangirlZone.com. You can check out our Redbubble store. We have a link over there on FangirlZone so you can see our awesome cartoonized faces. I can't use words. <laughs> and if you send us something, I will send you something out of my awesome giant box of prizes. So, with all that being said, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Tangalar. And I'm Steve. Great. So until then, I'm just supposed to sit around with my thumb up my ass. And until next time. <laughs>